And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. From Envision Financial, Luke Smith is on the line. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, mate. How are you? Very well, thanks for joining us. And $80 million, if you suddenly found that in your bank account, I guess it'd be time to consult your financial planner. I think you'd be consulting ways to uh, burn through as much of it as you could, as quickly as you could in light of the current environment, especially (laughs) for people in the ACT. Don't be pessimistic now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, I think we can talk about some finances because I'm sure COVID and and what's happened has probably been done to death all afternoon. Yep, absolutely. So, um, So today we're talking about what is a transition to retirement pension and how does it work? Of course, last week... We uh, looked at the topic of uh, starting an income stream from our superannuation. This is a bit of a, a bit of a twist on that theme, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So last week we spoke about what you need to do to sort of move into pension phase, which is always a little confusing for some. Today we're talking about that hybrid model that was created to keep a skilled workforce engaged because a lot of people that work, especially in government departments, spend years in their chosen profession and have a huge amount of information in their head and this legislation was created to say i really i really enjoy my job i maybe just don't enjoy it 50 to 60 hours a week so this is a hybrid to say let me access some of my superannuation and let me do two or three days a week so that i can live the way i want to live keep my cash flow up and i can also then contribute to my workplace and people can draw on my experience and that's what the legislation was created to do and that effectively allows you to do exactly that. I so, don't want to work full time. Yeah, so it's a it's a transition to retirement. I guess the idea is that, well, I don't want to be fully retired yet, but I don't mind the idea of being partly retired. So in a way, it's a bit like having your cake and eating it too, isn't it? Look, and that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a great way to just put a little toe or an ankle into the retirement water and see if it's right for you because it's a big leap. And it can be a little bit scary. I totally appreciate that. So this is a great way to say, I've met my preservation age and I'd like to take a portion of my super, which under the legislation says that you need to take at least the minimum, which is normally for people under 65, 4%. But at the moment, it's 2% because of the COVID discount. And the maximum you can take is 10% in any one financial year. So... If we think about somebody with a million dollars in super, they don't really want to keep working. They've reached 60, for example, and three days per week would see them through. If they wanted to take $40,000 a year to top up a portion of the wages that they're happy to forego, it's a great way to keep living and funding your lifestyle without having to have a full-time commitment in the workplace as you work towards either deciding if retirement's right for you, consider other options, do some study, but you've got the ability to use superannuation to fund lifestyle. Okay, so how do the rules work? Do you actually have to reduce your hours or can you still work a full-time job and still get onto this lark? Well, it's really about transitioning. So what you can do and what people tend to do may be very different. Depending on your employment status, for CFS members, for example, the employer wants to see a change of hours or a change of occupation. So there are some intricacies that you need to adhere to. Most people turn around and say to their fund, look, I'd like to start a transition to retirement pension. I'm at my Commonwealth preservation age, so I have access to my super, but I'm choosing to continue to work. What they would then do is apply to their fund, 
start their income stream and then elect how they would like to draw the income that they want within those two parameters of minimum and maximum. And you can continue to do something on an ongoing basis with your employer, provided that one, they allow you to work in your occupation in that capacity, and two, it's something that you want to do going forward. So it's important that you meet the rules in relation to accessing super and also then decide what you need to do in relation to funding the way that you live and what you want to do with your spare time. Okay. Now, obviously, what your preservation age is depends a little bit on when you were born, but there's some other age thresholds that are also important here, aren't there? Yes, that's right. So you need to be able to access your superannuation under the Commonwealth rules. There's also the implications in relation to looking at the tax, and that's an important distinction because... In the past, when you started an income stream, it was tax-free over 60. If you're under 60, and there'd be people out there working now that would be at their preservation age of 57 or 58, your tax implications for this type of pension are different. So you need to look and see whether it is worth you doing this from a tax totality perspective with your accountant, because you can't assume that everything is tax-free. You also need to remember that whilst you are in transition to retirement phase, the earnings or the tax on the earnings inside your account remain the same as if you were in accumulation because the government removed the tax-free status of a transition to retirement pension a couple of years ago. So it's not all cupcakes and rainbows and it's not for everybody. So you really need to sort of crunch the numbers and make sure it suits your situation and that you've met the rules in relation to access, the minimum and maximum, and that your fund allows it. So, important one here, members of the PSS can't take advantage of this legislation because the fund just doesn't allow it. It is, however, approved under the CSS scheme, which for people in the ACT is very topical given the proportion of people in that fund. Yeah. So, it sounds a bit complicated. Are there more rules that people need to be aware of when they're trying to uh, figure this out? Well, I think the important thing to remember when we do anything is start with why. Why would I want to take this sort of pension into consideration? Two, can I get my benefits out of the fund that I'm in? And that distinction we just made is very important, especially for people in the ACT. Three, how long am I going to continue working? And is it a long-term or short-term thing? And four, think about how you would then continue to accumulate your superannuation because two important factors here are one, once you start the pension, you can't add to its capital value. So if you start an income stream with all of your accumulated super, you're going to need another fund on the side to either make personal contributions or receive contributions from your employer that you've stayed on and kept working with. So there are some structural considerations to consider. Um, people also need to keep in mind that the tax profile doesn't automatically change. But remember that your underlying investment assets are not impacted by this structural change. They remain as they are, and there are no implications in relation to what you hold or if anything is mandatorily changed in relation to the assets that are in your fund. So it's, it's important to understand the broader considerations. Make sure that it's right for you, and then do the numbers if you're under 60 because it is a little less efficient if you aren't over that magical age of 60 where everything is tax-free coming out to you because the status of the tax inside the fund does not change.
Okay. Now, it's been put to me that that 60-year-old threshold uh, where things become tax-free is uh, one of the uh, motivating factors that might actually encourage somebody to consider this as a strategy. Should they do it just for that tax benefit or do you need to have more motivation than that? Look, I think any time we, we consider a strategy, we need to look at things holistically and take into account your broader situation and needs. And I think that's, that's an important starting point. Yes, it is advantageous from a cash flow perspective because it may allow you to then start to incorporate other strategies, such as I've gone to four days a week, I've gone to three days a week, I'm still earning $100,000, $150,000. I would like to benefit from tax deduction. So starting a pension and using tax-free money coming out to put back into superannuation could help you from a tax perspective. It could also help you from an estate equalisation perspective. So let's say you're over the transfer balance cap and you want to get money out to then put it into your spouse's name. It's a good way to try and transfer assets and equalise um, different values of super funds. It's also a good way to pay off debt with tax-free money. So there are a number of extensions of this strategy that people should keep in mind other than I'm getting some cheap money because, as I said earlier, the tax on the earnings inside the account don't change. So it's always important to look at the broader strategic impacts of this and how could we use it going forwards, taking into account what we're trying to achieve. Okay, now you said earlier that this is a way you can put your toe in the water even all the way up to the ankle. The, into the mm-hmm. wa- into the water of retirement to see if you like it. Now, what if you don't like it? What if you do this for a while and you decide, no, I want to go back to work full time? Uh, can you stop this? Can you reverse this? Yes, look, very much so. It's it's not a a, a one shoe sort of fits all strategy. It's a case of let's try this out for this financial year, or let's try this out to Christmas and see if it is for me. And if you decide that you've you've actually had enough of your job and you want to then just go fully retired what you do is you just write to your fund and you say, look, I'm in transition to retirement phase at the moment. I've actually quit my job. I'd like to now move to an account-based pension where, again, the underlying assets are not impacted, but some of the tax status changes and that maximum that I spoke about in relation to what you can take out is removed and you would then go into full-blown retirement. If you did then decide that, hang on, I've got a new job and I've got a new opportunity and I'd like to go back to working full-time. You also have the ability to write to your fund and say, look, I'd just like to stop this pension, please, and I'd like to move back to accumulation phase, which means that all I'll be doing is putting money into the fund and you have the ability to play that card as well if your situation or your needs change or you have an opportunity that is really appealing and working full-time would mean that you don't need to be taking money out. You'd like to see it keep growing and go up and you can turn the pension off and just go back to normal accumulation with your superannuation as well. So it really is quite a flexible arrangement. You can uh, change your mind along the way if you want to. Yeah, look, I think it's a fantastic way, and and that's why I use the analogy of just putting a toe in the retirement water because if it is for you, then you can play on and do that. And I've had some clients stay in transition for four or five years because they just weren't sure... They actually enjoyed their job a lot more working two or three days a week instead of five. And if you then do get to specific ages, you can then turn around and say, well, this is what I want to do now. And you've got the ability and the control to do what suits you at any point in time. And I think that's the important thing about any of these strategic considerations is 
I always want people to be in total control of their changing situation. And COVID's a great example. I was going to retire, but now I can't travel. So you know what? I'll go back to work. I'll turn off my pension and I'll build up my super and we'll consider it next year or the year after if things change. So it's great to be in control of your, your super and your, and your situation. Yeah. And you mentioned that you know of people that have been in the transition phase for a number of years. Is there any time limit to it? Uh, any time limit by which time you have, you, you, you know, you end up, you go, you have to retire or what's the deal with that? Yeah, no, good question. So, no, there's nothing that says you have to stop doing this. A, a key trigger age, if we like, is, is attaining age 65, which is maximum preservation age. What happens at that point is, by default, your transition to retirement pension becomes an account-based pension. Now, there are some really big benefits of, of, of reaching age 65. And as I mentioned earlier, the earnings inside your account are taxed at 15% in accumulation phase and in the transition to retirement phase. Once you hit age 65, you can write to your fund and say, hey, I've reached age 65. I'd like to now move to an account-based pension, which would mean all of the earnings inside your fund are now tax-free. So it's very important to, I guess, make your fund aware of that age attainment and to take advantage of those tax considerations. But there is absolutely nothing stopping you from staying in pension phase. There's nothing to say that you must keep it going. Again, if your situation changes, you have the ability to go back to accumulation phase, even at age 65, and take your funds in a way that suits you the best, that gives you the greatest amount of control and flexibility over how you, you fund your life and retire. Marvellous. Today we're talking about what is a transition to retirement pension and how does it work. So, Luke, we've uh, come to the uh, the crunch where I have to ask you about the key strategies that people should consider. Okay, look, I think the important thing to remember is do what's right for you. Work out what the income stream would be. If you're over 60, have a word to your employer about what a three-day-a-week salary could look like and then use the transition to retirement option if it's available to you, to top up your cash flow. Remember that you'll pay the same amount of tax on earnings as you would have in accumulation, so it's, it's not a tax minimisation strategy yet. That's when you move into an account-based pension. So be mindful of selling assets in transition to retirement phase because capital gains tax could still apply, and you may want to turn your transition to retirement pension into an account-based pension to then avoid unnecessary capital gains tax on the sale of assets. Think about using a pension to fund deductible contributions for yourself, where you take an annual pension payment out of your transition to retirement strategy and you put the money back into another superannuation fund as a good way to find capital to make deductible contributions to reduce taxable income from your employer. Remember that it's a good way to pay off non-deductible debt on your home if you're over the age of 60. So transition to retirement strategy doesn't necessarily mean a fortnightly payment. It means that you could take out one lump sum in June, then another lump sum in July, and you've got two years of payment very quickly. That could be a great way to pay down debt, extinguish car liabilities before you retire and things of that nature. So think about the broader strategic benefits of the transition to retirement strategy. And just remember that you've got to take at least the minimum, but no more than the maximum of 10% in each financial year and you'll be able to walk your way or put a toe into the retirement world and see if it's right for you. 
So while we're in this transition phase and we're still working two or three days a week, whatever the case might be, we're still also accumulating at the same time, aren't we? That's exactly right, because you'll have employer contributions coming in from your respected employer. You could also be making personal contributions with your own funds yourself up to the deductible limits. So it's, again, a really good way to look at other strategies to maximise tax, minimise income, and then look at equalisation of superannuation accounts, say, between a couple. Um, it's, it's a very flexible way to get access to capital that you may not otherwise have for other strategic options. Fantastic. So, uh, Luke, where can listeners get more information? Yep, so 02-6260-4749 is the number. Envisionfinancial.com.au is the website. We've also got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money on iTunes and Spotify, as well as the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra. People can subscribe to that and then catch the show every week and look at the, the information that we've covered out. And I think that's about all we've got because they're the same as last week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the important thing, of course, is the number 62604749. How, how long have you got to, to wait to get an appointment these days? Well... In light of COVID, I think that won't change, but I think we might be fitting some people in towards the end of the year, but at the moment, it, it, it's looking like February, so yeah. we'll see how long the lockdown lasts. We might have to Zoom a few late at night and uh, catch up with demand. We'll see how we go. And, of course, speaking of lockdown, if uh, if the lockdown does end on time next Thursday, we'll see you back in the studio next Friday, but otherwise, sadly, you'll be on the phone again. But either way, we'll uh, look forward to catching up then. Talk to you next Friday, mate. Thanks very much. Thank you. That's Luke Smith from Envision Financial. And, of course, we'll have another chat with Luke at the same time next Friday, regardless of the lockdown status, whether we're in the studio or on the phone, either way.